Hello and welcome to the Political Notebook Podcast. I'm Billy Robb. I'm a high school teacher. And I'm Robert Robb, an editorial columnist with the Arizona Republic and Billy's dad. On this episode, we're going to talk about voting, whether mail-in voting should be made available or maybe even required for every state, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, And then also the ballot initiatives that are being collected right now in Arizona, uh, given the new circumstances, uh, should ballot initiatives be allowed to collect signatures uh, electronically? So first, let's talk about mail-in voting. As we speak right now, Wisconsin uh, is holding election, and there's lots of people standing outside and and risking their own health to to try to vote. Given that we don't know how long this pandemic uh, is going to go on, and we don't know when it's going to be the, the lockdown orders are going to be lifted, whether, whether uh, when it's going to be safe to go back uh, and presume normal activities. Why not just make mail-in voting uh, the law of the land and, and have every single state conduct elections through the mail? In Arizona, it's um, easy for anyone who wants to vote by mail to do so. Um, I think the concern is that once you go to an all-male election, there'll be no going back. It will be a permanent change um, effectuated um, to deal with a temporary phenomenon. And by November, I think the odds are pretty good based upon what we know today, um, that we'll be able to at least return mostly back to normal and there wouldn't be a public health risk for those who want to vote uh, in person on election day. There might be a stronger argument in August um, as to whether we will reach uh, that point or not. Um, But again, it is an option that's available to anyone who wants to avail themselves of it to uh, vote in any Arizona election uh, by mail. Also, it would be um, constitutionally suspect uh, for there to be a federal law requiring all um, mail uh, balloting, um, even in the wake of a uh, public health uh, pandemic. Uh, Control over voting procedures uh, and how elections are to be conducted is pretty clearly left by the Constitution to the states. Um, So it would have to be, I think, a state-by-state effort. Um, Certainly it is something that Arizona should continue to monitor, and it wouldn't be much of an expansion to make it an all-male in election, the overwhelming majority of the votes cast in Arizona are already cast by mail. So how much, you said it would not take that much adjusting or planning to do it? Because it seems like, you know, maybe Arizona has the capacity to, to switch rapidly. Other states might not, but it, but considering that, yeah, maybe hopefully the restrictions are lifted by then and everyone's going out and conducting their activities. But if you don't plan soon enough in advance, I mean, the, the downsides to uh, miscalculating that are, are huge. I and mean, we're talking about disrupting uh, 
a huge election side. I mean, every election is important, but um, you're talking about massive disruptions to our election if states don't plan well in advance. So, you know, given that the, you know, the only downside maybe is, uh, you know, having to having to debate whether you should go back or what you should do next time, it seems like the the safest and maybe the smartest thing to do would just be to to, to plan for those measures right now and then avoid catastrophe. I, I think there's still a couple months before that call needs to be made. And, and there are a large minority of the population who prefer to show up on election day uh, and um, cast their ballot in person in the traditional way. Uh, I think we should be slow to take that option away from people. I, I don't like the partisan calculations that go into a lot of the opposition. If, if all mail ballots would increase participation in favor of Democrats, I don't think that's a reason to oppose it. Um, but um, I think we have a couple months before we have to make the call. Uh, particularly with the November election. As I said, I think there's a stronger argument uh, to moving quickly for the August primary uh, in Arizona. I would not be as slow to endorse uh, making that call now for the August primary. And if you did it just for the August primary, that would reduce the danger uh, that this becomes a permanent change uh, adopted um, to meet temporary circumstances. Do state officials have the power, the legal power to send a mail-in ballot to anyone, to, to, to everyone, even if they haven't requested it? In Arizona, the answer to that is um, apparently no, because our Maricopa County recorder um, wanted to do exactly that uh, for the um, presidential primary. Uh, the Attorney General, Mark Brnovich, um, went to court to stop him and succeeded. Uh, even Katie Hobbs, a fellow Democrat, currently Secretary of State, agreed that there was not the legal authority to do that, that it re would require an act of the legislature um, to make that a uh, possibility um, based upon a call by a local official. So I think a lot of us are realizing just how much things can be done electronically that we weren't adjusted to before, or weren't uh, compelled to do before. One of those things that's been talked about, but maybe we'll get more traction now is the idea of, of voting electronically, you know, and there's um, possibility for let, you know, legislatures to, to vote electronically, uh, but then, you know, a more, more broad level, uh, citizens voting electronically, what, what would your, uh, would you, would you think that's good? That's inevitable or what are your, uh, concerns or thoughts about possibly electronic voting? I, I do think that it is inevitable that we will one day get to that point. Um, I've never done a deep dive on uh, electronic uh, voting, but the last time I did a light dive, um, the security, uh, the ability to secure an all electronic 
election or even an option of electronic voting um, wasn't there and not by a long shot. Uh, and particularly given the uh, hacking into our electoral system uh, conducted by foreign actors, um, particularly Russia, um, I don't think that we are uh, ready to move in that direction. Uh, but I don't have any doubt that over the next 20 years or so, um, that electronic voting will be an option, if not the only option, where we, we will head in that direction as we are on everything else. Yeah, I talked to a lot of my friends that have, you know, the thought that it's so easy, we do everything online, why not just make it that much easier and allow a lot, a lot more people might vote that way. I share the, that same concern that, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, even psychologically, I think it's satisfying having a physical ballot, knowing that those can be recounted. You know, if there's a, if there's a glitch, you never, you never know. And even if there's a suspicion about someone tampering with something or the, the computer system that would so distrust in, in the electoral process. What about, I, I also think we will, we may get to the point where you could have something really wild, um, like ongoing tallies as people voted and the ability to change your vote before <laughs> election day. So I, I, I do think that wild future awaits us, but I think we're a ways from it. And it's my understanding that, that the security issues are a long way from being resolved. And there's been some small experiments with it um, which have demonstrated some of these problems. And what about like state legislatures? Like right now, Arizona legislature is, is they're, they're not meeting to, to conduct business. There could be very important things that we need the, the state legislature to do. I mean, that seemed like that would be a lot simpler process to just be able to, um, conduct, be able to conduct business online and, um, have them vote electronically? I, I think you would only want that as an emergency measure in circumstances like we have now. We, we don't want to have the legislature incapable in a circumstance like this of doing something that may be necessary. Um, or to risk their own health in so doing. So I think that, that probably opening up the procedures to permit it in emergency situations uh, makes sense. As a routine, I think it's ill-advised. Uh, even though debate, legislative debate has largely become theater and there's not a lot of minds changed during the course of debate, um, contrary to our history where sometimes debates actually influenced outcomes a lot. Nevertheless, I think there's something to be said for the body gathering as a body and de deliberating and debating before casting a vote. And it would be awfully hard to replicate uh, that um, digitally. Um, you, you, you just, the, the opportunity for personal interaction uh, is different than the ability to communicate digitally, internet, even with 
the advanced technologies that we have to facilitate that. So let's transition here and talk about the ballot initiatives in Arizona. The Constitution gives uh, citizens the ability to make to make their own laws. And there's a process set up to gather gather signatures, and if you get enough signatures, it goes to the to the ballot for everyone to vote on. Right now, with all these social distancing stuff, there's the circumstances have changed dramatically. Uh, what's the problem with, uh, you know, the circumstances have changed, creating a, a system to accommodate the new dynamics of, of elections and to allow those signatures to be gathered online? Um, the problem is who gets to decide that and in what circumstances. I, I think it makes sense. It, the, the state has a system uh, whereby candidates for certain offices can um, collect signatures electronically. Uh, it's a system which um, checks to make sure that you're eligible to vote before you have a chance to sign one of those petitions. So. It's a much more secure system. It doesn't require the administrative burden of verifying signatures after the fact uh, that bogs down election officials in courts from the inevitable legal challenges uh, that result. So there's a, there's a good case to be made that that system should be expanded to include initiatives and referenda. And the Secretary of State uh, Katie Hobbs says that there's not a problem administratively or with the capacity to do that. What the problem is, is that these initiative, initiative proponents have gone to judges in federal court and before the Arizona Supreme Court and said, hey, judges, um, why don't you issue an emergency order requiring the state to do that? The problem is that all the legal grounds that they have for making that assertion um, existed well before COVID-19. Um, they claim that allowing e-signatures for candidates, but not for ballot measures, um, violate um, equal protection, due process, and free speech clauses of the uh, U.S. and state constitutions. Well, that was true in October before COVID-19 ever leapt from animals to, to humans. And they didn't assert it at that time when you could have fully litigated whether that was indeed the case. Um, I don't think that it's appropriate for judges to be making this call, and particularly in circumstances where these claims could have been advanced in time to have a full litigation and resolution of the legal issues, and where the resolution actually makes it easier um, for these ballot measures to qualify than would have been the case under the old rules without COVID-19. Uh, uh, and several of them have collected a relatively low number of signatures so far, suggesting that under the old rules, even without COVID-19, they might have difficulty qualifying. So they're actually asking a judge not to relieve them of the loss of opportunity. They've, they, they're asking a judge to 
make it easier for them to qualify than under the rules that they hadn't previously challenged. But so it I think it should be done. It's the legislature that should do it. Um, and judges shouldn't step in at this point in, in the election process. But there is kind of a, a loss of opportunity, right? Because may, maybe it was more or less equal, even without the ability to collect it electronically before, but it was never a necessity to do it electronically before. Right now, the only way you really can get enough signatures is through uh, electronically. And, and the state legislature is not not even in session to be able to to make these uh, adjustments. So isn't, isn't uh, in order to, to make it equal opportunity right now, isn't the only thing that, that can be done um, a judge allowing it, uh, even if it might be easier than ordinary circumstances? Well, the, the argument is that there's a legal obligation for the state to provide this opportunity. Um, that's a question of law, um, which shouldn't be resolved in a hasty emergency way rather than going through the entire litigation process and everything that that involves. Um, and there's no way, yes, there has been a lost opportunity, but there's no way for a judge to restore that which was lost. Uh, a judge isn't. Um, going to say, okay, you can you can go collect signatures door to door. You can go. We can have large gatherings. You can't restore that lost opportunity. All a judge could do would be to make it easier under rules that the petition proponents hadn't challenged when they had an opportunity to challenge that would have permitted a course of litigation. So there's no question that there's a lost opportunity and it may doom uh, all of these um, except possibly the recreational marijuana one. Um, but um, if they're going to assert a violation of their constitutional rights, which is what they're asserting, um, you shouldn't consider whether there's a, in other words, that the state has no choice is what they're saying. If you're going to make that argument, you need to make it early enough that there can be a full uh, consideration of it through the legal process, not asking judge at the, some judges at the last minute to order the state to do something that, the, as you said, the state legislature, which is vested with the decision-making authority, um, probably isn't going to do, even though I think it would be an appropriate step. So in such a, in such a, uh, unprecedented situation. Are you are you worried that it'll just set a bad precedent, if, if or, or a bad example, or just a, a, a not? It's not what should be done under emergency circumstances. Or I mean, like, wouldn't it be sure. wouldn't it be better if just like if it could happen, wouldn't it be better for Arizona and for democracy and in our in our state constitution for people that are that are in in the process of getting petitions that you know very well might get enough position, uh, petitions and, and get on the ballot and passed, it would, you know, it could reflect the desire of, of Arizona voters. Um, is uh, the, what's the, the proponents aren't saying this is a good thing to do. This would be wise policy. You should do that. Um, I would actually agree with that. 
Instead, they're saying there is no choice. The Constitution compels uh, this to happen. Uh, I don't believe that um, that's uh, th 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 that you should ask judges on the fly uh, to quickly decide whether there are violations of the Constitution, particularly when those violations, if they exist, um, predate uh, coronavirus. If, if initiative proponents wanted to say that there was no constitutional option except to give them the same access to uh, electronic signatures that candidates have, um, they had plenty of time to make that argument. They didn't do it. And I don't think it's appropriate to ask judges to say, not what you are describing, that it would be a good thing to do, which I agree with. That's an argument you make to the legislature. But the Constitution compels this result, and we want you to decide that in a matter of days. Right. So I guess the that's, that's that's not you don't decide constitutional issues of that weight in a matter of days. Yeah. So I guess the only other thing that could be done would be to convene like an emergency session and under the circumstances to change the law to allow for what they're asking for. I, I agree that they should, that, that e-signatures should be permitted for ballot measures. There's a whole host of reasons um, in terms of making the administration of elections easier on election officials, reducing burdens on the court, um, e-signatures are less subject to fraud uh, because you have to qualify yourself as a voter before you have the option of, of um, uh, signing um, rather than just some random guy writing names in, which occasionally happens under the status quo. So I, I agree. It is wise policy. It should be done. Um, just I, think would be, I would think it'd be a good thing for the legislature to do it for this election. Um, but um, if the legislature's unwilling to do that, I think it's wrong for a judge to say, well, guess what? It doesn't matter what your preferences are, legislature. Uh, I'm going to quickly decide that um, the, the U.S. or the state constitution compels that result, and so it's so ordered. Right. I don't think that's the role for judges. Right. Predictions, do you think they'll... They'll take it. They'll they'll they'll, they'll rule on it. What do you what do you predict is going to happen? There's different, you know, opinions well, you, being weighed in. You know, different people. A lot of you, opinions out there. What do you think? What do you think the ultimate conclusion is going to be? Um, you had an interesting example in Wisconsin, which you mentioned previously, that holding an election as we are uh, having this uh, podcast, the governor of the state actually. Uh, ordered that the election be postponed. Um, the state Supreme Court uh, invalidated that order and said, no, the election was going to take place. A federal judge uh, ordered that um, absentee balloting continue beyond election date. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, vacated that order. And, and so you have at the highest level of the courts, a reluctance uh, to make last minute or late changes to election rules. And you saw that play out in the Wisconsin case. Um, I would be surprised if the state Supreme Court is particularly receptive to 
the argument that the initiative proponents are, are making for many of the reasons that I described. Uh, there's probably a greater chance that a federal judge um, might so order it. Uh, I think there's a good chance that if that if the U.S. Supreme Court considered an expedited appeal of that, that the U.S. Supreme Court would strike that down as they did uh, with the order in Wisconsin to change the rules to permit a longer period of absentee balloting. Uh, whether the U.S. Supreme Court would take that up if a federal judge decided to order e-signatures um, for ballot measures, I'm not sure. It's, it's not as dramatic as saying, well, you thought election day ended today, a federal judge says, no, it doesn't. It yeah. goes on for another week. Yeah. I just wonder, I mean, we're not going to have a, a, it's not going to be a normal election in these circumstances. The only, the only way it could, could be a totally normal election would be if, you know, we, someone invented a, a vaccine tomorrow and, and this all went away. So I just think about what is, um, so they are going to have a different election probably, um, in, in November, I just wonder what's, what's better. Is it, is it better to just say, okay, you know, voter turnout is going to be a lot lower because of the pandemic and just do the best you can, or uh, are more people going to be seeing it as a fair election? If we say, wow, there's this dramatically changed circumstances, a pandemic right here, let's make these adjustments and make it uh, easier for people to, to vote under these new conditions. I mean, it seems to me that, that making the changes, even though they are last minute, um, would create a, a sense of a fairer playing field than making no changes and running the risk of, um, you know, seeing, say, huge obstacles on, on election day. Well, I think there's a difference between the legislature making last minute changes and, and a judge saying last minute changes are constitutionally obligated or 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 maybe saying if, if the national government said everyone has to do it this way or something yeah i don't as i said i don't think that congress has that authority uh under our constitution they may they may try to do it um and there there is there are democratic proposals to at least offer money um to help make that transition uh, my guess is at a minimum in Arizona, you'll see a push to get more people on the permanent um, early uh, voter list uh, and and to vote by mail. Um, and as I said, I think that I, I would not have a big problem if uh, the decision was made to have an all-mail election in August. And I, I think that we can make that call for November in a couple months. Right now, well, let's. But, 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 but that's, I mean, that's being a pundit. Uh, yeah. um, the, the harsh political reality, which I should acknowledge, is that the legislature is not going to do that. The, the, this particular legislature will be opposed to uh, all male ballots, um, irrespective of uh, the circumstances or the timing. So saying that that's a possibility is sort of um, empty. Tree. <laughs> yeah. So from a, from a political standpoint, if you want people to vote, you better encourage uh, as much mail-in ballots as, as possible. Well, let's, uh, 
let's leave it there. Last question. There is an interesting sports question. Finally, uh, maybe. Really? Well, <laughs> uh, the possibility that the Major League Baseball will uh, resume their or start and even hold their their season all in Arizona. Um, what what do you what do you think uh, the reality is of of something like that happening this summer? I really am not. You'd be in a better position to evaluate the chances of of that happening. It it sounds so far fetched to me, um, and uh, I would. My guess is that until teams can play before the home team fans, uh, we're unlikely to see Major League Baseball. But watch. What's your guess? You, well, you think we might have the entire league here in Arizona? I, I, I would, I would, I would love to to watch some baseball. Um, I would be a little concerned. I'm sure people, from a health perspective, would be concerned about you know teams traveling from all over the country and and players from all over the world all all coming right here to Arizona um, and, and commentators. And I don't know who, who all be involved. I, I, I think that sports teams are going to try to do it as, as quickly as possible under those circumstances because people, people want it, but I think they're going to have to have some sort of improvement in, in testing and, and, you know, protocols for that before, before they get started, but hopefully. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening to the Political Notebook podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.